hey bro a bit of a dry topic today but we're going to talk systems and processes and why you got to have them in your business we're going to take the people on a little journey through a time before we had any of that stuff and um go back to some of that frontier era of the jungle alliance story <laughs> to provide a backbone to then illustrate where we are now and how that shit's why that shit's important and a big part of what we do very cool very good Guys, welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's Joey and Paul. Welcome to the episode. Let's get into it. Now, it's a tricky one, bro, because when you want to talk business stuff, you use kind of business words like systems and processes. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, if I'm looking at sort of 28-year-old me, come new to running a gym and that whole thing, I'm just Loves like... training. Yeah, I've got no fucking interest in whatever's coming after that. What different types of training can I do today? Yeah, I want to know about like, you know, just training adaptation and stimulus. What gyms can I go and visit? Yeah, movement. Smash. The, but systems and... Pro- it's just dry, right? But really, mm-hmm. let's let's just begin by kind of defining what we're talking about here a system is just a collection of things that enable like a mechanism for you to do something and then the processes are kind of steps within that that detail cool this is like these are the steps to complete that and then when you complete this collection of processes or whatever there you go you got yourself a system now i think where young me really missed the um the fucking brain flash on this one was that if you don't have defined systems and processes, you still have systems and processes mm. and just shit ones. Yes. Aren't they? Yeah. Like if you've never articulated how you do things like follow up on a lead and then try and convert them into a sale. Yeah. You still arguably kind of following up with people and having sales conversations. It's You're just doing it. You're underperforming at it. So... Yep. Right? Yeah, you, you're doing a shit job of it. What's more, you're likely using twice the energy to do it. Yeah. And I think that's the, that, you know, that's where it's like, ah, fucking can't be, can't, be, can't be bothered sort of thing. But then, yes, you use twice the energy. It requires more mental bandwidth because it's not, all of a sudden it's all just in your head. Mm-hmm. It's all on you. Mm-hmm. And if you can't clearly articulate your system for doing that, then you can never pass it on to someone else. Absolutely. Similarly, you can't even sort of make it easier for yourself by just reviewing the checklist and going, oh, yeah, cool, next step, just do that. You have to like potentially reinvent it every time. I think a great example of this is writing a program. I just, yeah, I think it's the the best way to make an analogy of, of it. And it speaks to, you know, coaches and stuff like that in the fitness game listening to this. Yeah, it's just like writing a program or how you approach your training. So you're just training random shit all the time. You're not counting reps or weight. Yeah, you could probably still get stronger to a point, um, but you're not doing it very efficiently and you're not doing it very organised. So, yeah, like if you're trying to learn a movement, you've kind of got to know the parameters of that movement. We spoke about that last week, hey? Yeah. Point A, point B, back to point A and... You've got to kind of measure that and measuring, you know, as the Drucker thing says, that's how you move forward. 
Um, so, yeah, the training thing, writing a program, is exactly the same. When I, yeah, I remember like, like a really clear example for this, like you want to write a program for someone and you sit down with a, you're like, oh, my client Peter needs, uh, we finished that program that we're on, he needs a new one. So you sit down and you open a new spreadsheet and yes. you go, Peter, new <clears throat> program. Mm-hmm. And then you go, date, okay. And then you go, okay, uh, workout one. Oh, you go, maybe you think ahead a little bit. You're like, we'll do two workouts per week in this one. All right, workout one, workout two. And then you're like, cool, what's the first exercise? And it's like this, this thing where you're like, uh, you're piecing together exercises and then you're like, oh, that's a bit odd actually because well, what I, one I ended up with there wasn't actually kind of reflective of what the warm-up was. Well, let's change that. And you, you can get something. You can come up with a workout like that. Yep, yep. And I still, I think I still do that to an extent, right? And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> the system then, or like a, a better process for that, right, is mm. sit down with a piece of paper, go, all right, I've got 12 months with Peter. How long's a cycle of training? Okay, cycle of training's eight weeks. All right, cool. So well, let's factor in some holidays. How many eight-week cycles we got this year? Okay, cool, we got that. All right. Where's he at right now? Cool. What are we trying to achieve? Okay, so let's put down three kind of three goals for Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get him to a double bodyweight deadlift. Let's get him to a bodyweight and a half back squat. Yeah, whatever. Arbitrary goals, but just something to guide your decision making. And then go, okay, great. So I got goals. I got how many cycles we got here. All right, so we're looking at whatever, six cycles this year. It's more than that, but let's just say six. Yeah, well, we're coming back in after a bit of break. Right, let's make the first two more about building a bit of muscle, just simple basic movement patterns. And then we'll go, you know, so higher rep stuff. And then cycles three and four, let's, um, let's maybe start to lower the rest periods and like let's like push a little bit of capacity there. And then fucking last two cycles of the year, let's go hard on the strength work. Let's, mm. you know, big rest periods, big weight, low reps kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, now we've got a bit of a thing. Okay, cool. So we're working our way down. All right, well, I already kind of know what movements I'm focusing on. So let's factor them in. Cool. What are three good warm-up dr- <coughs> Like it just – when you then get to the stage of time to write a workout, you've already done all the thinking. You're basically just filling in the blanks. Yeah, so what you would do in that process is you would look at how you came to that. So say you kind of just got better slowly over time and then realized that you could, you're doing it the way that you described. You then bullet point each question that you asked yourself in the process. So step one was... What's the goal? What's the goal? Step two is how long have I got? Yeah. Step three is what are his needs and had what was in his movement screen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's where you're listing all that down, and you've got a bit of a checklist there that you've created off the back of repeatedly learning how to do it better and better, and then being in the context of of like building a process and thinking about it deeply then. So then next time you come to it, you've only got half an hour to write the program between classes. You can just go to your checklist and just follow it along and trust that, hey, I've done all the hard work before. I just follow the process now and I'm going to bang this program out. I mean half an hour. I'm in like 10 minutes. Bang, son. Four minutes. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, like, and and that's 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 quite, um, I'm hoping that's quite eye-opening for folks. Yes. Because, yeah, you, you have then a document mm-hmm. and you could then, you got, you got someone that you want to teach how to program, you go, here's my process. And it's like how to write a program and it's got these 10 questions. Mm-hmm. You sit down and do this. And you know what, um, 
what's huge about that and this is kind of specific to that example but you touched on it which is you're in the headspace of yes creating the system mm-hmm. and so that there like being in the headspace of refining or building your system mm-hmm. is a different headspace to writing out a program. So, so much. Yeah, like one is reflecting on how you do things and the other one is like you're in the training mode. You're like, okay, what am I? Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, we're talking hip hinge here. What am I looking at? So it's important because if you don't, like if you're trying to do both at the same time, you end up doing a shit job. Probably a really good example of that one we see all the time is social media planning. Yeah. And posting. You know, you're fucking there, you're about to go to bed, you want to post something, you're trying to think of what it is that you need to post. You're looking at the photos that you have. Yeah. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? While yeah. while you've got the like you, you it's like yep. choose your photo and you're yes. like That's, <laughs> What am then, I talking about? And then you got this cool photo that you've got and you're like, I'm gonna post about that. And then you post it and then next week you're like, fuck, that's not really in line with what I was trying to do. I've been trying to move towards here and I've just done the same thing. I mean, you get it out, right? Here's the, here's the, the thing is you get it done, right? Yeah. But yeah, where that, that post took you like literally an hour and 15 minutes and it was a, there was a mental struggle. Mm-hmm. There was like conflict in your head that you're like, fuck, why is this so hard right now? Versus the, oh, I just popped that out in 10 minutes and it was easy. And you're the master at it. And you could probably do that. Master. Master. Fucking, what is it? Pai Mei of this shit. <laughs> what? Pai Mei. Pai Mei, who's that? He's the fucking guy in Kill Bills on the top of the hill. Ah. You know? I only remember Hanzo Hattori. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swordsman. Yeah, he's the guy with the white hair. He's okay. at the top of the stairs. <laughs> with the mis- yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. He teaches her the one-inch punch. Sick. Um, but Did you like Kill Bill, by the way? Yes, I did. Yeah? Yeah, and I've watched it recently. Over the break, I watched one of them recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it held up for you? Definitely. And if we can just go on the sidetrack for a little bit. Of course we can. Tarantino, um, of our era, great director. So much fun, colour. You know, it's just well written and everything. I love just going to that when I'm like, oh, what do I watch? And you've got this narrow cast, fucking Netflix. i got all these other providers and I'm like... Every time I click on something, it's just sub... You know when you just want to hit and you want entertainment on multiple levels, not just like sick action or if it's just... I just go Tarantino. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's well, there's a commitment, right? Because it's a film. So you're like, all right, we're in this for yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. hours or whatever. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you, you cannot like... We're privileged to have lived in a time when he was making movies. I wonder what his process is. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think it's probably way more erratic than that. Oh, I've heard a podcast of him talking about how he writes, and it's fucked up. Is it? Yeah, he. I think he writes with shit all over the table. Okay. Yeah, and I think he. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, there's that's an interesting still a process, though. Yeah, that's his process, that's his process right? Yeah. I remember reading about um, Paulo Coelho, the author. Oh, yeah. Wrote The Alchemist and a bunch of other things. Um, you know, really world famous author, like mm. huge best selling books, and uh, it was I think it was with Tim Ferriss in one of Tim Ferriss's books. But he was saying how um, his process for writing is: he gets up same time, boom, goes sits at his desk, sits there, ponders a little bit, tries to put pen to paper or whatever, t- I don't know, computer, whatever he's fucking. Oh, fuck, can't really get it going. So usually goes and has a coffee, 
fucks around a little bit, reads the paper, take a walk. And then he basically fucks around for the first half of the day <laughs> until he's like feeling such pressure to go and get like, you know, whatever his, his target is, yeah. 20 pages or a chapter or something written that he comes home and he's like, I got fucking two hours to get this done <laughs> and does it. But he's like, that's my process. It's so like every uni student out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's, that's what works for me. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Like I accept that procrastination you know, and I think that's very interesting because you, like, arguably with gym management, you don't have this luxury. But you know, with a with a really creative process yeah. like that, sometimes that's what has to, how it has to be. And I think that's the difference. There's a creative process, and then there's an administration process. Yeah. With the creative one, it's very unique to the individual, and I think that you can. It's all about making. Uh, uh, all the conditions right that you know work for you, but there's no guarantee that it's going to come. Yeah. But you're trying to make all the conditions work from previous experience. But yeah, with an admin thing, um, you know, and the drier aspects of just processes in your business, it shouldn't take any, you know, there's no reason why it should take any creative bandwidth in that, you know, for most of those tasks, like the drier stuff. It's fucking ones and zeros. It's true, yeah, it's, it's boxes that need to be ticked. And obviously when you're doing it all the time, you, there is a creative part of you that's critiquing how you could do it better and stuff. But yeah, by and large, it's like, yeah, just do it in the course of your busy day. Um, thinking of that, there is like, and you'd know this as, as doing the marketing, even doing the social media for the gym, there's a creative process there. Yeah, and inspiration is a part of that and, you know, whatever, coming up with ideas and whatever. And that's what I was trying to get at with you before. We kind of went Tarantino was yeah. that creative process and getting that all done so then you just know what you're posting that day. Yeah, making time for it. Yeah. But also, yeah, like to the, to the, to the gym manager's kind of dilemma, mm. if you can re, like if you can reclaim bandwidth by implementing more efficient systems... Mm -hmm. processes mm -hmm. and that allows you bandwidth for the creative stuff yeah yeah. Oh, i want to come up with a mad christmas party okay well you actually maybe now have some time to think about that whereas if you don't if you're just running off the fucking top of your dome reactive i gotta do sales calls i oh, fuck emails oh shit that member complained i didn't put their shit on hold let me do that real quick yes. fuck we don't need any retention this month i better start making some calls this afternoon yes then you just don't you never you never carve out the time so true. All the bandwidth for the, those creative pieces. Yeah, that being reactive, as you said, that word um, is where you don't want to be, especially in those arenas where, again, there's no reason why you have to be. It's, you know, you just have to have a system and follow it. Um, but it gets you in a lot of trouble and, you know, you're just going to be fucking head spinning all the time, hating life there if you're always putting out fires put them out you put them out and why my pet hates is when i put out a certain fire and then it comes up again and i put it out again and it's like if it happens a third time then it's like shame on me i feel i feel stupid when you make the same mistakes yeah i don't know if you like that but it's like fucking hell it's like yeah you know because you, you obviously did not address it correctly the first time that's right take a shot goes to the left take a shot goes to the right better be hitting that Swish, bitch. The third it's shot. Like I'm talking, you're talking like your brother Aroni. You know? said with golf. Oh, that's right. If you if you if you miss, it's okay. But you at least want to get the ball past the hole. 
Yes, because if you miss, but it also doesn't make it to the hole, you never had a chance, even if the accuracy was on. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it increases your chance by, I don't know what the math is, 25%? <laughs> I mean, can you quantify that? Yeah, well, you can miss left, you can miss right, you can miss by overshooting, or you can miss short in front of the oh, hole. Oh, I see. So that would be one in four chance. So if you make it one in three then you've increased by whatever that percentage is. There you go. Always putt past the hole. There you go. I use that analogy with handstand kickups. <laughs> right. Well, well you, yeah, you can't catch it if you haven't thrown it far enough. That's right. You've got to go beyond. You've got to go beyond at yeah. some point. Yeah, otherwise you never stood a chance. Yeah, me too, yeah. actually. Um, someone said it to me once. They're like, if you don't have like a checklist for everything that happens in your gym... Yes. And... Uh, like if you didn't show up to work tomorrow and the gym couldn't open and operate without you, then like you don't, you don't have, I can't remember how they put it, but they're like, it's a fucking mess basically, mm. you know? And I mean, I, we had, we like for a long time. And so it's like, what does that look like? And that, the, the fella Logan that was talking about that was like checklist for everything, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And then you go, like we used to be, when we're in the film industry, remember we, you get to you do a McDonald's commercial and you're in a McDonald's kitchen. Yeah, you're like a oh, handful yeah, yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. hell, and I worked in Macca's. Did you? I worked at Macca's. Okay, you know, I was in like year ten or something. So, you know, like they got checklists oh. for everything. Everything. It's like you know, closing procedure for the soft serve machine. Like you know, PM manager like closeout <laughs> role, opening shift, for, and you're like. Man, this is so over the top. You see it in some cafes even sometimes. You're there and you can see like a checklist on the wall for the staff. Yes. But that's what we're talking about. That's like, hey, dude, don't think about it. Just do what's on here mm -hmm. and just fucking do that. And that's your job is to just do what it says here every mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, cool. Well, all, right, well, all I got to worry about is just making the coffee good or like pulling the fucking soft serve like a boss. Yeah, the stuff that, that matters. And, um, you know, we talk about having a front end and a back end. Um, and we're in the very personal industry. We want to treat all that stuff like we want to get that out of the way so we can have more presence of mind in that other kind of domain that, you know, you can't completely make a checklist for just human interaction and stuff. We just want to make space for, for that, for coaching. Um, it really, yeah, like you said before, it gives you space, headspace, um, and without it, it's it's a fucking tough way to go. And the beauty Make then is, like, the big gain on Headspace is when you can then go, oh, I'm going to pass this role on to someone else. And then instead of having to try and... Kind of like when we when T and I stepped out and Dills came in with you, mm. it was like how we kind of tried to hand over our stuff to Dills. Yeah. But it was just all from our head. Oh, yeah. so I kind of do this <laughs> and I got this job that I do and oh, this is also important. Yeah. Versus when you got it all there, it's documented. You go, this is my job. Yes. This is what you need to do now. And here there's like six different like processes here. I'm going to take you through them all and yeah. you get good at them and it's, that's it. And that's like minimal disruption because if you can just fulfill what I was fulfilling, then it should be pretty good. Yeah. Tell me um, kind of closing sort of thought here. The What's your view on... Uh, the tricky part here, and I've fallen into this trap myself, yep. is when you're constantly trying to edit your system mm. rather than just d using it. Mm. How do you view that? 
like because you got a system you're like cool it's it's good enough it's a recipe yeah. yes but there's also this thing of like i could make the recipe a bit better yeah i think so that like the overarching system that we have is the management system which is the managers of the gym we have a system on how we fucking keep tracks on all of our systems and that is that we meet on a monday we have powwows throughout the week you know at different parts of the year we'll go out for lunch off-site when we have to think creatively we go take each other out for lunch like you know that's actually part of the system of being a manager and then we have our weekly meetings so it's like anything you can't analyze every fucking set of everything that you do sometimes you have to work through a program and then look at it at the end and look in hindsight you know and analyze it i think just having your meetings there like throughout the week just fucking do the work and follow the system that we've got when you come up in the meet on monday we have a meeting agenda where you can bring that up and then we are in the context of managing everything i can then make that decision more clearer than at the time because when it, when you're fucking up at the time you're like i want to change it you can't see everything else that's in the business but in the context of on the monday meeting hey that is going to make it better it's probably not a good time for it now so it's just that's the time to reflect that's the time to reflect on it um but yeah you you want to improve but not at the sake of never doing never doing yeah does that answer the question yeah it does it does it make you're making a space for it yeah um and I guess there's a discipline in... I'm just trying to look up a thing here, John. Unless, of course, something's broken, um, you know, and something's broken and it's, and it's going to cause harm to whatever, member, client journey or a sale or something like that, then you're going to fix it on the spot. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's funny. It took me a while to realise that, that with all the systems, you need a management system. And, um, you know, that's tied up. That's, that's a really cool part once you kind of tap into that stuff. And for a long time, we were doing it organically. Um, and then at a point, we're like, you know, we made more of a thing of it. And it's an idea that for it to all happen and for all your systems to happen is, well, we need to have roles in the gym. Remember, we never had clear roles. No, yeah. We had to. That's boring. Treat it like a business. That's boring shit. <laughs> Profit, that shit's boring. Muscle is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, having clear defined roles in those roles, having an expectation of the responsibilities and the key KPIs, if you want to say, what your, you know, what your expectations are of that role. And then the hierarchy in there, if there is one in a small space, but there is kind of a hierarchy that happens inside of that, inside of management. Yeah. Um, between your... CEO, the manager, and the coaches. Makes me think of, um, the, I don't know if you've ever heard this, John Cage. Uh, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. I think he's an author. Uh, oh, no. To, he's a composer and a teacher, but he wrote this thing, 10 Rules for Students and Teachers, mm -hmm. which um, was quoted at one of Edo's movement camps. But it was um, some quite cool things but one of them is rule number eight do not try to create and analyze at the same time they are different processes that's what i'm saying yeah and it's and it's yeah and it's it's kind of like when you when you're training someone and they're like asking you the wrong questions in the middle of a set and you're like not now later just focus on doing it so true you know uh we got uh ollie lifting coaching this morning in class 
it's, it's exactly that. I've been teaching people to stop, to finish the set. Yeah. Keep looking forward. Get people who do like a power clean, then they look over at you and then they do another rep while looking at you. Like, <laughs> is that? And then like, is that? Am I doing it am right? Am I doing it right? I'm like, <laughs> all right, everyone. <laughs> finish your fucking set. Um, but also because, you know, and the idea is when you cluster those reps together, if you've got good cueing and you know the intention of the drill, then your body often, it, it's going to know, it wants to be efficient. So it's going to make some micro adjustments in you, as you go. Yeah. So by the end of the set, like it's going to feel a bit better for the last couple of reps, say it's five reps each set. And maybe, you know, it's similar if you just keep going and that would speak to the movement game. They want you to just keep doing it, keep doing it because the body's going to find the groove hopefully and fall into it. And then you can analyse it later. Yeah, and I mean, even if it's not going to find the groove, you still have to give it the chance, that, Yeah, don't you? Yeah, that's right. It, you know, it's like I talk about with JITs often where coaches will show some really convoluted, you know, complex sequence. Yep. And they're like, all right, guys, on three, let's go. And then everyone breaks off to start practicing it. And then they coach starts walking the room. They go to the first pair of white belts. And the white belt literally initiates his first repetition and the coach like, ah stop 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 no 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 i said you know grab here no no no, no. put your foot here and because they want it to be perfect they yes. don't want you to make the mistake be like bro let the guy fucking drill it for three minutes without <laughs> you breathing down his neck and then go and tell him hey here's the one thing i want you to fix yeah you know yeah. like which is really i think we acknowledge that in in the gym game where it's like hey you gotta let you gotta you can't give people all the information right now Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's gone away from the main point, which is, yeah, like there's time to analyze and there's mm-hmm. a time to do. Yes. Yep. And, and arguably when you're in a class and you're coaching them, you have your process, which is the program. Yes. Guys, this is the process, right? Mm. All you got to do is follow this and mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking tell you when to stop and, you know, think about something else. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think that's a nice little overview on the piece there. We're going to talk more about some of this managerial stuff over the coming weeks. Yes, we are. Um, but I want to keep it high energy and I want to keep it short. Hell yeah. Because, you know, whatever. It is, it's not the sexiest part of the, of the gym game. Mm. But I would say it's probably been the most profound stuff for us as gym owners, operators. I would say that systems and process is non-negotiable if you want to make money. If you want to scale, if you want to go on stress-free holidays with your with your family, it's absolutely non-negotiable. And a lot of people, fitness trainers and PTs, I would say, you know, tend to not have that in them. Maybe they've got a background in it, but you have to learn to love it and find a way. Like some other aspects of training sucks, you've got to make it a process, just turn up and do the things and find a way to love it. And then you got to live by them kind of, you know, almost obsessively because it only works if you keep the system going all the time. Mm. If not, you're going to die tired and unprofitable. That's the reality, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some big words. Tired and unprofitable. Yeah, let's try and avoid that from happening. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thank you, fam. We'll see you on the next one.